The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 65. Today, we are talking about the art of asking. We are in the middle of our Unpacking the Secret series, and we're just rolling into the how-tos and the practice of uh, working with the secret, working with the law of attraction. And uh, today, we're going to get into the three steps the beginning of the three steps of how to work with the law of attraction. And the first step is to ask. So is asking as simple as putting it in your head and putting it out to the universe and hoping for a return? I think we've all lived enough life to know that that's not really how it works. Jesus says that if we ask, he will give us anything we ask for. But if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. My favorite saying from Thomas Troward. So today we're going to talk about how this is true, how to ask, and how it works. All right. The art of asking. Oh my gosh, it is an art. I don't think uh, I don't think many of us would argue that if we really kind of sit down and we stop and we think. Okay, so Jesus, you know, there's a few verses in the scriptures, and a lot of people who listen to this podcast are Christians or former Christians. And uh, even if you're not, you've probably heard, you know, the phrase "You have not because you ask not." Well, that's a Bible verse. Um, you know, so you have not because you ask not. And then it was an interesting, I had a conversation with a friend of mine recently, you know, I was, it's been kind of a phrase that's been going on for me is you have not because you ask not. There's a lot of, honestly, I mean, that's true. Just, just stop and think about that for a second. Like there's so many things you want in life that you haven't asked for. And uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into how to do that. And the power of decision is, is really this, where this whole thing begins. But uh, we have not because we ask not is pretty much right on the nose. It makes sense. Um, but the second half of that verse is, and when you ask, you ask amiss. And so, you know, it's, it's a huge debate among scholars on what that verse even means. So you have not, because you ask not. And then when you ask, you ask amiss, or you ask wrongly, or you don't do it right. And then Jesus says at one point, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, if you ask anything of me, for the glorifying of the Father, I will do it. So literally, I will do anything. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so, and then there's other verses about, you know, um, those who ask, uh, receive, those who seek, find, those who knock, the door will be opened. So this whole idea of God being ready, willing, and able to give you anything you ask for is very scriptural, and it is at the heart of the law of attraction. If you've seen The Secret, again, this series is called Unpacking the Secret. So if you've seen The Secret, then you have seen that they liken the the secret, they liken it to a genie. Um, and basically that the universe is the magic lamp, and you rub it, and you, you get anything you want. And it's interesting, the rules that they give it, you can't make people fall in love with you, you can't kill anybody, and you can't bring anybody back from the dead, which, interestingly enough, is in line with some of the other laws in the universe, which we won't get into. But I agree with it. I agree with the secret and that the universe is like a genie and that it will literally do anything you ask. And guess what, guys? It's in the Bible. <laughs> For those of us who grew up believing that the Bible was the uh, end-all to be all to truth, uh, and you might think, oh, well, this you know, this is a little bit too much on the new age side of Christianity for me. Well, guys, the law of attraction is in the Bible. And Jesus says, and we're going to get into, on the next episode, we're going to talk about belief. And Jesus says, when you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for, and it shall be given to you. So the law of attraction is in there. The fact that you can get anything you desire, anything you ask for, is a a biblical promise that has pissed Christians off for thousands of years because they don't know 
what it means th- about asking amiss. And, you know, you have not because you ask not. And then when you ask, you ask amiss. So I'm going to do my damnedest to explain this to you and share what I have learned. Um, my life is currently going through a major reconstruction because of the law of attraction, which, you know, let me insert the warning that most people want their lives to change until it starts changing. <laughs> If you want your life to change and you want to become a higher form of humanity and you want to you want to become enlightened and everything like that, you have to let go of a lot of bullcrap. You have to let go of a lot of things that you think are really good and oh, this is obviously not something God would want or this is obviously something God would want. You know, just tell that to many of the Old Testament characters who like lost everything or <laughs> you know, um, we're told to murder a bunch of people, stuff like that. I mean, what God wants, quote unquote, um, yeah, I won't even go. Just Let me just put the warning in that if you really want your life to change, just consider that that means you have to change your life. Pause that, slow it down. It sounds really obvious, but it's one of those things that if you sit down over a cup of coffee and you stare out at the ocean and you go, let's see, I want my life to change. That means I have to change my life. You start realizing just how scary that can be. Because you've built the life you have for a reason. There's a reason that you've built the life that you're comfortable with. Because that's the life you're comfortable with. And so we all want the million dollars without the change that requires a million dollars. And we're going to get into that around some of the practice of um, you know, how to raise your vibration. So like that, you know, one of the one of the number one things you can do is start get, hanging around different people. So you have a bunch of friends that are all poor and they're all, and they're all you know, spend their money on ATVs and RVs and toys or they spend their money on drugs and alcohol or they spend their money on PS4s and video games and you want to be wealthy and rich, you need to start hanging out with other people. Um, that's just one of the, you know, you need to change your life in order to change your life. So I digress. This episode is about asking. And before I go any further, you know, this is... This is kind of the part two of the overall series. So there's three parts. So the first part was the philosophical underpinnings of the law of attraction. And then this second part is five episodes. We're going to talk about how the secret lays out that there's three steps to um, engaging with the law of attraction. Step one is to ask. Step two is to believe. Step three is to receive. I would insert that there's actually a fourth step at the very beginning. And and you could call it the pre-step I actually have in this episode, we're talking about kind of two pre-steps before asking. So things, the work that you need to do before you even waste your time asking. Um, this is, this kind of gets into the whole asking a miss thing. So you can ask all day long, but if you, if you don't do the pre-work, um, the preliminary work, um, then it's it likely won't work. So, so there's three steps. And then I spend, I'm going to spend one episode on kind of some really basic tools. They talk about visualization in the secret. I'm going to also talk about muscle testing and some other tools that I'm aware of. And then the fifth episode in this part will be uh, kind of troubleshooting some of the, the obvious pitfalls that I've seen people fall into over and over and over again and how to work your way out of them or avoid them altogether. And then in the third section, we will get into very specific applications about money or relationships or how to change the world or how to change your health. So... That is kind of the overview, the the landscape of where we're at right now. We are in the fourth episode of the overall series. It's the first episode of the part two about the practice and the how-to. Also, if you hear any background noise during these episodes, this episode or the next eight episodes, just know I'm actually on the road and I'm in a hotel in California. And so if there's any, you know, if the uh, cleaning people or anything make noise in the rooms next to us or whatever... You know, know that that's uh, that's just some of the the hazards of being on the road. But uh, I do plan on finally getting six episodes ahead again, so that we don't have any missed weeks like we did last week. Or I think this is now the third missed week out of a couple months. I'm really sorry, guys. It's been one hell of a year and a half, and it continues. Um, again, this is where my warning comes from. From if you want to change your life, make sure. You understand that you have to change your life. But on this uh, trip, I do have opportunity to kind of, sequ- you know, sequester myself into a hotel room 
and start hammering out episodes. So I actually have nine episodes, including this one, that I will be recording over the next few days and getting them over to a right turn media with Steve Reeder, who does my editing when I actually am ahead of schedule. So if you uh, do a podcast and you're looking for a good editing company, uh, Steve Reeder is a good buddy of mine, does an amazing job, Right Turn Media. And I do know of a few others. Uh, actually, I think uh, Reckless Pursuit does some of their own editing as well. So love all of you guys and uh, trust Spirit to lead any uh, recommendations to you that need to be there. So, um, And if you got any questions on more of that, feel free to message me. I'll be happy to share those resources with you. So I'm in a hotel. We're about to start nine episodes over the next few days and uh, finally get uh, cranking on uh, getting ahead and getting 2020 and the NAC vision uh, up to the next level. So the art of asking. So the creative process, as laid out in The Secret, is three simple steps. Ask, believe, and receive. This is the how-tos of working with The Secret And again, the next five episodes are going to be about this. So the universe is a magic lamp. And as I said in the intro, it is God has promised that anything you ask in his name, he will do. Jesus says this, anything you ask me, I will do it. You know, you have not because you ask not. And I love this, uh, as I said in the intro as well, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. So have you ever asked for something that you did not receive? By a show of hands, all eyes bowed, all all eyes bowed, all all heads bowed, all eyes closed. By a show of hands, who here has asked God for something that you did not receive? So that's where you get the second caveat, which is kind of convenient. I think it's James who writes that. It may be James. It's James or John, one of the two. You know, but when you ask, you ask a misc. Well, that's freaking. That's a nice out, isn't it? Right. You have not because you asked not. And the reason you don't get other things is because you're at, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, uh, that's great, John or James. Could you uh, explain to me how I'm doing it wrong? Well, 2,000 years later, I'm going to introduce you to a guy named Austin Fletcher, and he'll do his best. So step number one, it's, and it's kind of a preliminary step, is do you actually believe that you can have whatever you ask for. Check that. Check that in your spirit. Check that as I say that. that you And as I've said it multiple times over the last five minutes, that you can have whatever you ask for. And when you watch The Secret, and they said that the universe is like a magic lamp. It's a genie that says, your wish is my command. That you can have anything you ask for. Jesus says all things are possible. There's nothing that is impossible, right? So do you believe that? I think a lot of us have had experience in being that uh, makes it hard to believe because we've asked for so-and-so to get saved or we've asked for the certain health scenario to, to be taken care of or a financial scenario to be taken care of, and it hasn't. And so it's there's one of two conclusions that are drawn, either the Bible doesn't know what it's talking about, and all of those spiritual gurus who talk about the law of attraction, the universal laws, and all that stuff, they don't know what they're talking about, and therefore it's everyone else's stupidity, and I have proven that I'm smarter than all of them, and my life has proven that they are wrong, including Jesus. And if I didn't lay the sarcasm on thick enough, <laughs> I was being sarcastic, because I think the other conclusion is probably the right one, where when I ask, I must not be doing it right, right? So the first step is to kind of renew in yourself a sense of belief that the law of attraction works, that the universe, that God, that Mother Earth, that that health and all those things are good and meant for you, and that God is not holding anything back. There is this subconscious lack inside of most Christians, that God is holding things back. And it actually comes from a jacked up uh, presentation of, of the initial story in Genesis, where basically, you know, God didn't want us to be like him. So it became a sin for us to eat of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, so that we would become like him. But Genesis 3.22 literally says, now man has become like one of us, like one of us, knowing good and evil. 
And so we present that story as man's screw up because God was holding something back. He didn't actually want us to be that way. And now, if you've not heard uh, my presentation on the two creations, that's one of the first episodes, it's probably in the first 10 episodes of the podcast. Go back, check it out. But you know that I actually approached that story as God gave us his likeness by actually giving us a commandment that buried inside of the commandment was the knowledge of good and evil, uh, what to do and what not to do. And so that he actually made us like him from the get-go, that we already had everything we needed, that he wasn't holding anything back, and that all things that are good and, and right and awesome, we have. And so you have to ask yourself, do you actually believe that anything you ask is possible? That that alone right there can take months, if not years, to revive and ignite this passion or this belief that I can do anything, that God is not holding back anything, that I can be anything I want, I can experience anything I desire, that the point of life and the point of it existence is to manifest this capacity in such a way as to no longer be a victim, but to be a son, but to be an empowered child of God that steps into inheritance, that steps into its own capacity and experiences everything that it desires. And that is the preliminary step. Do you even believe that this entire series of podcast episodes on the law of attraction, do you believe, do you think it's bullcrap? And so before you ask for anything, in, in another scripture, it talks about that anyone who asks and has doubt should not expect to receive anything from God, right? So do you expect to receive God's blessings when you're not even sure that he, you know, that's how he works? You think he gave you cancer to teach you a lesson, right? So anyway, that's, I could go down that, that could be an entire episode, but that is the preliminary step number one. Do you believe that you can receive anything? If not, don't even, don't even mess with asking. Because you'll just make that veil thicker between you and your receiving. Because you'll ask and you won't receive. You'll ask and you won't receive. You ask and you won't receive. And then you'll just get more evidence why it's a bunch of bullcrap. Just stop asking. If you don't believe that you can receive anything you ask for, work on that. Give yourself grace. Don't condemn yourself. But work on that. Don't even mess with asking. Stop it. Because it's only going to hurt your faith. It's only going to make it harder to overcome the years and years and years that you haven't received the thing you've asked for. Stop it. Just stop asking. Work on something else. And we'll talk about that in a minute. The, the, um, <laughs> there's a scripture where Jesus talks about the, uh, the judge who only gives in to the person who's asking for mercy because they won't, the widow won't leave him alone. Right? Or the, the person who's knocking on the door wanting some bread and he won't stop knocking. So the owner of the house gets up and comes to the door in the middle of the night and finally gives him some bread. And he talks about that, you know, the basic premise being don't, don't give up. And so I guess I'll just go right into it. That the, the way I've always heard people apply it, I've always heard people apply that is that I'm going to pray today for my son to be saved and I'm going to pray tomorrow for my son to be saved. And I'm going to pray the next day for my son to be saved. And for the next 25 years, I'm going to pray every day that my son will be saved. I'm not going to give up. Here's the problem. Every time you've prayed and walked away from your prayer hoping that it would happen, you've given up. Because prayer is energetic. It is not a job. It is a creative moment. Do you go to your do you go to the the oven, the stove to cook your dinner and consider cooking pasta and you and you ask for pasta? No, you don't leave the stove until dinner is done. So when the scripture talks about keep knocking until you receive, keep asking and and be annoying until you get what you've asked for. This is not spend 25 years praying for your son to be saved. This is getting on your knees, doing whatever you need to do, and praying as long as you need to pray until you know that you have received what you've asked for. Now, 
admittedly, asking for your son to be saved is a really bad example because it is very similar to the whole the rules around the genie and the lamp. I can't I can't keep bringing anybody back from the dead. I can't make anybody fall in love, and I can't kill anybody. Messing with other people's free will becomes uh, a very I mean, not even Jesus would do it, right? So, I'm sorry for the example of praying for 25 years that your son would be saved. The reality is, is that you can pray for the best scenarios through which your son could find salvation, which that's not even to get into whether or not salvation as we think of it is even a valid thing. Um, I'm going to change the whole the whole example here. Rewind. Let's say you've prayed for a million dollars for 25 years, and you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Here's the problem. Every time you walk away from that prayer, you walk away giving up because prayer is, an, is a moment, is a creative energy. It, you don't spend 25 years thinking about or hoping to create a dinner. You create that dinner, you stay at the stove until you're done, and then you move on with your day. So when Jesus talks about not giving up, that is one of the massive shifts that I hope can really help people because, well, I've, I've, you know, I ask and I ask and I ask and I ask. Here's a little signal for you. If you're asking again, that is the sign that you have not believed or you've lost belief. That is um, in a very practical sense. So if you've ever asked to be healed of, a, of sickness, right, and you've believed it and you've stuck with it and let's say six months goes by and you're still not healed, so you decide to pray again. Well, ding, 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 ding. That is the evidence that you actually didn't believe it for that whole six months. You didn't believe that you have what you've asked for. You hoped that you would get what you've asked for, but you didn't believe that you have it. And so I use, it's a very tangible example. If I asked you for, you know, pass me the salt and you pass me the salt, I'm not going to ask you again, right? I have the salt, right? Um, the, the, my favorite example in this entire asking art is the example of pregnancy. So a woman finds out she's pregnant and she then goes and sleeps with her husband to hope that she gets pregnant again. And then maybe she's hoping to get pregnant again. No, she's either pregnant or she's not. It's not like you're kind of pregnant. (laughs) Like you're either pregnant or you're not. You either have it or you don't. You either believe or you don't. There is, there's certainly a measure of grace for, you know, Lord, we believe, help our unbelief. And, and I believe as you mature, there is grace by the Spirit. But one of the evidences that you have not truly believed is that you ask again. One of the evidences that you're not truly pregnant is that you go try to get pregnant again. And so understand, and the best, the reason I love pregnancy as an example is because it is exactly, so you've, you've believed for pregnancy, you've believed for this thing, and now you have it, but you still don't have your baby for nine months. Right? Does that mean that it's a lie? Does that mean, oh, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's really gonna? It, no, there's an expectancy, there is a joy, there is a a preparation for the thing that you know that you have received. And so, wow, this is gonna be a really long episode if I keep taking all these sidetracks. So, the preliminary step number one is: Do you believe that you can get anything you ask for? Preliminary step number two is. The what the episode number uh, the power of decision episode I think it's episode like thirty seven but I'm not sure um, I'll try to put it in the show notes the power of decision that there there is an art of asking but most of the pe- most people fail at the art of deciding right and so the the art the power of decision is about focusing on specifically what you want. And I'm going to try my best to impart the energy of it. And again, go listen to that episode with Grant Porteous, The Power of Decision. It is one of my favorite episodes of this entire podcast series. But it's about deciding that this is what your life is going to look like. And I think a lot of us, we take these things we desire and we pray about it, and we ask. And then we kind of take them to God, and we go, I don't know how to do it. 
I would really like you to do it. This would be really cool. And we kind of squint and like cross our fingers and hand it over to God. And yet we all know instinctively that there are things we decide to do. Like when you decide to go on vacation and you start Googling the different, you don't hope to go on vacation. When you decide to start, you know, to get a, you know, I don't know, get a new job or when you decide to go to a different church, when you decide to spend your money on anything or save, you, we make decisions all the time. There's an energy to deciding. There's an energy to making decision. And often we leave that energy out and we have this other energy. So deciding and wishing are so incredibly close in our minds, but energetically are miles and miles apart. The best example I can, and for me, this, this example works really well. Do you wish you could go on a seven-day cruise? Or have you decided that this year you're going to go on a seven-day cruise? Energetically, if you decide that this year you're going to go on a seven-day cruise, guess what happens financially? You make other decisions. You begin to bring that reality into play you start saving money here. You start looking at the cost there. You make decisions about what to do. Um, maybe work some side jobs or not buy this or dip into that or whatever. And you decide that you're going to go on a cruise. And it's vastly different than hoping that this year you'll have enough money to go on a cruise. Because I think we all instinctively know if you hope that you're going to have enough money to go on the cruise, that money rarely, if ever, shows up, right? You get to the end of the year and you go, well, that's another year without going on vacation. It's another year without going on our cruise. And that's on you. You didn't decide to go. If you make a decision, you are a creative, divine being. Nothing is impossible for you, right? And to work with the law of the traction is to get out of the energy of hoping and wishing and get into the energy of deciding, you have decided to change your life. You have decided, whether it's financially, professionally, relationally, health-wise, I have decided to get healthy. I've decided to lose weight. Not, I hope I lose weight. Like, that is unsustainable, and it rarely, if ever, works for more than a few months, and it never works long-term, right? So the power of decision is to shift from wishing into deciding and here's the here's the magic little you know let me lean in and get really quiet so that you have to listen the magic of deciding is the fact that you now put yourself in a co-creator position with the law of attraction that you acknowledge that you have a role to play because you have decided to make $100,000 this year. You have decided to get healthy this year. You have decided to go on vacation this year. And that is the real secret behind asking. The real secret behind asking anything of God is to not doubt and you can you can sit in this faith spot of like, I don't know how to do it. I'm just uh, cross my fingers and hope versus no, I'm deciding that and it's it can happen with big things. You know what? I you know, not me, but you know, this is you know a hypothetical scenario where you know what? I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and I have decided that in 2020, I'm going to get be cured. I have decided, not hoped, not crossed my fingers, squinted my eyes, and said a Hail Mary. I have decided in 2020 to get healthy. What will line up behind you in that decision will be financial decisions, will be relationships. The law of attraction will bring in new ideas and new teachers and new, new relationships, new opportunities. You will Google and YouTube and 
because you have decided in 2020 to co-create this thing that you desire, and then and then the universe and God and the Spirit will step in and help and bring in. Um, if you've watched The Secret and you listen to Jack Canfield, the author of uh, Chicken Foop Soup, Chicken Foop, Chicken Soup for the Soul, he talked about that uh, you know the hundred thousand dollars that that he had made eight thousand dollars the year before, and that this year he wanted to make hundred thousand dollars, and so. He nothing really happened, and then he's in the shower, and he has this idea, and then, and then he's at he's at the gas station, and he sees National Enquirer, and how if he could sell all of his books for twenty five cents, like the National, you know, and get an article like that, and then he meets the lady who writes articles for the National Enquirer, or something like that. So the universe steps in. So he decided, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. I'm going to believe for $100,000 a year. I'm going to, when an idea comes to me in the shower, I'm going to actually do the legwork that that, that that idea comes with, right? I'm not just going to, oh, that's an interesting idea, and then do nothing. I'm going to step in, and I'm going to, you know, in this case, he had a book already, but if he didn't have a book, write the damn book, right? Step into the creative role because you have decided to do this thing that you're believing the universe to help you with, that you are a co-creator with the life you desire. We often want magic and laziness. And that's what, that's the energy of wishing. Well, I wish spirit would just give me a million dollars. What if you decided to make a million dollars? Now that is a, that is one of the, one of the quote unquote rules that we talk about the art of asking um, in very shortly, actually, I'll just roll right into that is that it, there is a, there's a reality to it needing to be believable to you. Right. Um, so if a million dollars is like, oh my gosh, I can do it. then don't decide to make a million dollars this year. Decide to make a hundred thousand. Um, that's actually exactly where I'm at. I'm, I'm stretching my, my decision between a hundred thousand and 300,000. That a hundred thousand I can make on my own. I can make a six figure income. People do it all the time. Many, many millions of people do that. And the 300,000 is a stretch. It feels more like there's, there would be some trusting spirit to uh, bring opportunities that I can't currently fathom. And, I, and somewhere in there, I'm, I'm, this isn't art. This isn't a science. So I am working with how to decide to how much to make this year. I'm definitely at 100000 I have decided to make 100000 And if I push beyond that, it'll be because it, it works out in my muscle, my spiritual muscles. I use the example of a million dollars. Right now, that a million dollars doesn't feel plausible to me. There's no kind of there's no condemnation in that, right? But a million dollars feels like pittance to people who make billions, right? So it's just energy, and it's just the it's just a matter of where is the edge of your belief. If a hundred thousand dollars is too high, what isn't? What is what is right? What I have decided to make to make twenty five dollars an hour this year, and right now you're at twelve. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're either going to start getting, you know, working to do what you need to do. You've decided to get $25 an hour. Maybe you're at a job that actually has positions that pay that much. And so essentially you, and in your mind, what you've really decided is I'm going after that position. You're going to start doing this. You can start working later. You're going to start talking to the managers of that position. You're going to start applying. You're actually going to, when was the last time you looked at what kind of opportunities your own company had for advancement? You're going to start doing things. You're going to co-create this crap, right? You're going to step into a co-creative position because you decided. That, in a nutshell, believing that it's even possible is prerequisite number one. Deciding is prerequisite number two. And I believe that most people, when they ask, this is where they go wrong. That when scripture says they ask amiss, it is not in other elements, which we'll get into, it is that they have not officially decided. They have hoped and they have wished, but they have not decided. The Power of Decision by Raymond Charles Barker, the episode with Grant Porteous. Go listen to it. It is super duper powerful and really non-negotiable. That decision is where the creative process starts. And most of us don't take the time to figure out what we really want, right? Well, I really would like a lot of money. How much is a lot? Why? 
and uh, we'll get into that in further episodes in this whole thing. So um, those preliminaries that you would decide and that you would believe. Now, you get into other aspects of asking. One of them is specificity. So, and specificity, not in the how-to, like, okay, so I want $100,000, so I'm going to be specific about, so the first hundred, the first 25000 needs to come from here, and the next 25000 needs to come from here, and then we get 10000 That's being too specific. You, you are not even letting the universe surprise you. You're not letting the universe use... The tools at its disposal, you could literally find it. I mean, if if you could find a suitcase filled with $100,000 to meet your goal, instead of having to work, and instead of having to make the plan and be the smart one, wouldn't you rather that? Like, if you could win the lottery, I mean, there's lots of ways to make $100,000. If you want to be so specific as to how it happens... You will eliminate, and the universe will still work with you, but you will begin to eliminate. This opportunity will come, and you won't even see it. Like you'll be at the, you'll be at Starbucks, and someone will mention, like, "Yeah, we're really looking for a programmer to do this," and you know, we're looking. To, I mean, it's it's we really need, and it's, we're in a pinch. It would pay really well, and you won't even register that that could be an opportunity to meet your need, right? Because you've thought, well, it needs to be this way, and this way, and this way, and this way. So, this is specificity is really, whew, it's, it's a razor's edge, that if you don't have a specific energy as to what the outcome is, then you don't have anything to settle on. You're just kind of like, well, I want more money. How much is more, right? Is it five cents? Because a child can walk up and give you a, fi- a nickel and, and the universe goes, mm, job well done. Next, right? Do you, how much, how much, what is the outcome? That is your job to delineate. And that's part of the power of decision. Like if you don't know the outcome, then you still haven't decided either. So do the math, whether it is relational outcome, whether it's financial outcome, professional outcome, health outcome, what is the outcome? That is the specificity. What does the finish line look like? And I'm realizing I'm, I'm, I'm talking very animated wise. And those of you who are watching the video are having a bunch of shaking video. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. So what is the specificity of the outcome? And then let the universe take care of how to get there. Don't specify it needs to be from my job or it needs to be from this inheritance or it needs to be from this investment. Just let let God take care of how. You ask specifically, energetically, and everything is energy. So what is the energy of more money? Feel it. Like I want more money. Feel how nebulous that is? There's nothing solid about it. There's nothing vibrationally solid to land on versus I want $100,000. I need $100,000 for these reasons, right? That gets even more solid. I need $37,000 for this and I need $22,000 for that and whatever the remaining math is for investments or whatever. Like specificity on the outcome gives you a very, very clear, concise, powerful, solid energy to sit with and to rest with and to work with. Forget about trying to figure out how to get there. That is the universe's job. That is God's job. So what is it you really want, not what you think you need to get what you want? And that is, that's another thing. A lot of people, as I've worked with people with Belief IQ, is they're like, well, um, you know, I need $100,000. Okay, that's a really telltale sign. You just said, I need $100,000. So what is it you want? Well, I want to pay off my house. Oh, okay. So the actual end goal is not hundred. You think you need $100,000 to pay off your house. What you really want is to pay off your house. That's the end goal. So you have inserted that you need $100,000 to do it. How many other ways are there to pay off your house? Probably $100,000 is what does it. But what if, you know, what if the bank decides to have a giveaway and they they decide, you know what, we're for five lucky winners, we're gonna, you know, pay off their mortgages. Maybe you didn't need a hundred thousand dollars. You just need to be a lucky winner. Right? What if what if you actually your house, <laughs> you know, this this by the way is, is evidence of how the universe can work. What if that house burns down and you get a free one that's even better, right? <laughs> that is there's lots of ways what you're the energy of what you're wanting is a paid for house and to be out of debt of your house. You think it needs to be $100,000, but that is that is 
not focusing on what you really want. It's focusing on what you think you need to get what you want, right? So that happens a lot with people as I coach them where they come with their preconceived ideas of what's in between them and their goal. And so instead of my goal being health, it's I need to find the right doctor, right? What if it's not about the right doctor? What if it's moving? What if it's about moving out of the house that you live in that's moldy, right? And you just don't even know that the universe knows that, but you don't, right? So when you actually want to be healthy and you think, oh, I need the doctor, I need the doctor, I need the doctor, I need the doctor, you turn down five opportunities to move because your job is trying to move you to a new place, and the universe is saying, I'm trying to get you healthy to get you out of your damn house, but you think you need the right doctor. So what do you really want? You want to be healthy, right? The doctor is your interpretation of what that means. So what is the end result, not the things you think you need to get the end result? And this is where having somebody else, whether it's me or somebody else, somebody somebody who is spiritually aware and can poke holes because it's not even about, I have people who coach me. I have people who get, come into my life and say, so what is it you really want, Austin? Because I'm a verbal processor. I, I can't. You know, it's, it's one of those, you know, you, you've heard the kind of the saying why the best athletes in the world still need coaches. It's not because you're not the best athlete. It's not because you're not spiritually capable. It's because you need somebody else. There's a value to other people's perspectives. There's a value to other people's questions. And so that is where something like Belief IQ, you might be spiritually woke. You might be well engaged with so many of these kind of uh, rules of thumb about the law of attraction. But when it comes down to it, you still very likely need somebody to help you poke holes in your own stuff. Because we all think we're right for a reason. And yet, if your life isn't changing, then the evidence is that, that you're wrong, right? It, you're not doing it right. Something, And so get somebody to help you. Get somebody to help you figure out what you really want. Somebody to poke at those things like I'm poking at in this episode. Which, again, I really do hope it's helpful. And then uh, kind of the last part of uh, how to ask is really more of a thermometer, right? If you've asked right. So if you've believed that it's possible, if you have decided that that's what you're going to do, you've figured out specific, specifically the specificity of what you want, and you're letting the universe take care of how to get there. And remember I talked earlier about it, if you ask again, that's evidence that you didn't really believe. So this is kind of the thermometer, is, that, is check your expectancy. And this is where the pregnancy, um, this is where the pregnancy analogy comes in, you know, if your expectations waver, chances are you haven't decided, you've hoped, or you've wished. You don't, when you decide to go on a cruise, right? Um, for me, I have decided to uh, get down to Harry Potter World and Universal Studios this at the end of this year around Christmas, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's a decision. And my decisions financially and professionally and time-wise and schedule-wise will fall in line to make that happen. This is not a matter of hoping that someday I'll just magically show up in Harry Potter world around the right time of year, right? I've decided to do it. And if I go back and I ask the universe for that again, right, then there is this like, well, I don't really have to do anything. I'm just going to let the universe do it, which can happen. But your co-creator and part of this is to actually step in and work with the law of attraction, not have the law of attraction be your servant right? That you are a co-laborer with God. So if your expectation, if a waiver, there's a really good chance you just haven't decided you've hoped. So check that first. And then the other one would be that often what you ask for may not be actually believable for you. So you've decided to go to Harry Potter world, Austin, but do you really believe that you'll be able to have the money to do it? Right. Do you, or are you kind of expecting to still struggle this year and that that's a little bit more exorbitant and it's probably, you don't have the credit limit to do it. You know, all these reasons that in my own head, and I can, I can tell you my story that it, it, it can very easily be one of those things. I don't really believe that I'm going to go to Universal Studios. I'm going to go on a cruise or that I'm going to be able to get healthy or whatever. So one is that you probably haven't decided. Two is that maybe you've quote unquote decided and you're going to do your things to do it. But the reality is, is that you just actually don't believe it. You believe all of the efforts that you're going to put towards, towards getting to Universal Studios and Harry Potter World is just going to be a waste of time because you're not really going to have the money. And so you've decided to do it and you do it and you step into it and then you still fail anyways because you didn't really believe it was possible. 
And this is a muscle that only you can know. All the coaching in the world can only poke at this. It cannot help you build it. It's kind of, you know, a personal trainer can't build your muscles for you. They can help you build your muscles, but this is one of those ones. What is the edge of your belief, right? What is the, what is the rubber band of like, yes, I can believe for a hundred thousand income this year. I can't believe for 300,000 somewhere in there is the real number that I can believe for and shoot for. And then usually it's, it's helpful to, to, to lay it out. Like how, you know, not tell the universe how you do it, but to see like, oh, wow, it's really possible if I do this and this and this and this, I'm going to let the universe handle it. But I can see energetically why this number is approachable, why this vacation is approachable, why health is approachable. Do you believe that the universe has ways to cure cancer or to cure fibromyalgia? Do you believe that if you just fall in line and in alignment with what is out there, that you would find the right relationship, you could run into the right doctor at Starbucks or get transferred to the right city to get out of the moldy house, whatever it is you need, it is available. And so check those beliefs, check that muscle on what you think is possible. And one of my favorite little tests to play with this is like, when you say it out loud, do you get any kickback of the yeah buts, right? So when I said earlier, just five minutes ago about going to Harry Potter world, I had some yeah buts. Right? The yeah buts were that I have a lot of other priorities this year and everything like that. And, and so guess what? I have an opportunity to work on it. Um, to be in full disclosure, I have not yet asked the universe to help me get this vacation at the end of the year. I've not, I've not requested it. You have not because you asked not? I haven't asked yet because I know that I still have yeah buts. So that's a little, little nugget for you. Don't waste your time asking if you don't believe don't waste your time asking if you, when you say it out loud, if you get this, well, yeah, but, you know, financially or yeah, but time-wise or yeah, but relationally, yeah, but health-wise, if you have yeah, buts, deal with them first before you sit down and you do your asking. Again, the goal of asking is that once you have asked, you have believed and you are done. It is finished. It is done. So be it right? This is not, this. in my opinion, if you pray more than one time for the same thing, it's evidence that your last prayer you didn't believe. And that's fine. Doesn't mean that you're screwed up and that God's not going to hear you again. It just means that you need to get to the point where you, there are things, we all know the energy of having made a decision. We all know the energy of getting to this place where this thing we have decided is going to happen. It doesn't really matter how long it takes or what you got to like it is important enough that you have decided to do it right we all know that energy that is the energy of prayer that is the energy of asking that is the energy of the law of attraction to decide that your life is going to be this way to ask for it to believe for it and to watch it unfold now i in the gratitude episode which we're going to talk more about the believing we're going to talk more about the receiving but go back and check out the episode on gratitude as the magic bullet to change your life. Because one of the evidences that you know that you have what you ask for is that you're grateful, right? When you're kind of hoping for it to show up, that means you you don't believe that you have. Again, this is the formula given by Jesus. Believe when you When you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. The formula is when you pray, put the energy of it in your past tense of gratitude and the future will bring it to you. So gratitude is a past tense energy. You can't feel grateful for something that hasn't happened yet. You can only feel grateful for something that is. So gratitude is the energy that when you ask, when you pray, uh, and we'll get into this in the next episode, but uh, I hope this has helped you guys. Um, you know, I am looking forward to hammering out a bunch of these episodes and, uh, and getting ahead. And, and 2020 is, you know, this NAC is how I plan on making a large chunk of that 100000 this year. You know, a lot of it is for you guys' donations. I'm looking to do classes. I'll probably do live events. I'm going to definitely activating the uh, personal coaching, spiritual coaching with uh, Belief IQ. I've had a few people message me. While I'm on this trip, I will be activating and updating the website with um, the, the different options available for spiritual coaching, what those cost. And um, I am looking forward to getting, know, getting to know a lot more of you uh, in, that, in that way over, over the next year. And um, if you have 
not consider donating, I would ask that you do. Um, no pressure uh, in that way. And just trust Spirit to put on your heart whether or not you should. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, those of you who gave last year, you should be receiving your receipts this coming week. And uh, thank you very much. You all know who you are. It's very, very appreciated. And uh, those of you who are new to the community, as the numbers keep ticking up every week, uh, we're glad you're here. And this is one of those things that uh, has become a life of its own. It's largely been a community of people that just has slowly shared what what it is that we think, what it is that we believe. And um, we're changing all the time. If you're looking for a static place to come find what is what is the truth and then you know go out and beat other people up with it this is not the place for you this is the place where we come ask a lot of questions and we do believe there's answers by the way this is not a place where it's like no there's no answers everything's just questions well that's also useless in my opinion so we do have answers but if the answers change we just as passionately defend those as we did the last ones and uh, we give ourselves grace for being wrong oh no we're wrong so uh, we're happy to have you and uh, looking forward to uh getting to know you as well thank you guys for your time as always an hour of your time is super precious in this day and age and i do not take it for granted it is uh humbling to uh to know that there's so many of you out there listening to little old me and uh what i have to share so i hope it's helpful i really do hope that uh maybe you heard some things in this episode that have unlocked the art of asking when it comes to prayer and the law of attraction Bless you guys. I'll see you on the next episode.